Welcome to the Work Redefined Podcast, where we believe your employees are your company's most valuable asset. My name is Grace Lang, and I am your host. We are all navigating uncharted waters and need to bridge the generational gap. For the first time in history, there are now five generations in the workforce who all view the world differently. Join us as we learn the best ways to keep your employees engaged and explore the new world of work with our nation's best leaders. Our motto is better work, better world. Now our podcast can only run with your support. So if you want to continue to hear our great stories from leaders all over the US, please support us. Welcome to episode two. Today we are so excited to be joined by Amanda Torek. Amanda has been a shining light on Gate City Bank's culture for the past seven years. Her dedication to the mission of creating a better way of life in the communities Gate City Bank serves helps her make a difference as a leader for team members and customers. As a senior vice president of culture, her department oversees the bank's social media, internal communication, training, philanthropic giving, and more. Amanda's diverse and volunteer history has fueled her zeal for creativity and engagement. In 2020, she was named a top 25 women in business by Prairie Business Magazine. Having a passion for dance since a young age, Amanda has been teaching classes at Red River Dance, a nonprofit dance studio, for over 15 years and currently serves on the board of directors. She dedicates her time and talents to teach youth and future men and mentor future generations. Amanda also volunteers her time speaking to local organizations about philanthropic giving, social media, company engagement, and culture, and more. She loves spending time with her husband, two children, and a crazy chocolate lab. Hi, Amanda. We are so excited to have you here. I know Kelsey and I are excited to have a really great conversation with you about your role at Gate City Bank and also what that means and how you guys are navigating this crazy, crazy world of work that we all are trying to figure out at the same time. Um, So I guess to start, before we dive into, you know, what everything looks like for Gate City Bank, we would like to know And I know we mentioned in your bio that you are the senior vice president at Gate City Bank. So if you would love um, to tell us about that, like what what does that mean? And also feel free to like, just explain like what you do actually at Gate City. Yeah, that's a great question. And a lot of times when people ask me what I do and I say, I'm the SVP of culture, immediately I follow up with, let me tell you what that means. Because that's the first question I get is what does that mean? Or what do you do? Uh, so I like to describe it as different buckets that I have. So the one bucket that I have is our philanthropy or philanthropic giving. So I have a lot of relationships with great charities and nonprofits in our communities, mm-hmm. and we get to work with them through volunteering, donation drives, straight up monetary donations, in-kind donations. So a lot of partnerships and relationships with those types of organizations. Uh, but also on, on top of that, um, there's the social media of the bank. So we run the bank's social media and the different platforms that we're on. So that's always really fun. A lot of creative energy gets to go into social media. So I love being creative and that's a fun bucket to fill. Another piece of that is communication. So I help with 
large all team member communications that need to go out, or if we have special messages from our president and CEO, Kevin Hansen, I usually get to help brainstorm. Uh, if it's a fun announcement, I get to help brainstorm some fun ideas to, to make him uh, really have fun and to show our team members he's really fun and he's really approachable and, and he really is a great leader. So that's mm -hmm. another area I get to be creative in is making him do some really funny things on camera in video. <laughs> so that's another part of the communication oh, I get to that's fun. lead. And yeah, I work with him and our, our leadership team a lot. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So you kind of touched on some things you like, but I guess like, what's your favorite part of your job? Like the best part? <laughs> oh, it's hard to say what the best part is because I think in, in all of the buckets that I talk about, there are pieces I love in each one. So of course, being creative on social media, we get mm -hmm. to experiment. Banking is hard on social media, uh, but something that we've really tapped into in the past year are doing memes on social media. <laughs> and we mean. love it. And yeah, yeah. it's fun. And our uh -huh. audience has really connected with some of those as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I think about our our contributions to our community, that really fills me with joy when I get to connect with an organization and let them know that we're going to donate. Or when we get to create these team volunteering events, where we send a team out to go help pack food at the food pantry or make flower bouquets. But that's really fun as well. So, yeah. and of course, who doesn't love making their leader do really fun <laughs> things on camera? Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's another piece I love too. So uh -huh. I really, I think in every bucket, I have a few different things that mm -hmm. I love. So it's hard to narrow it down to one. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just heard the slogan, um, bringing out the fun in everyone. Oh, yeah. Yes. Sounds like you're doing is bringing out the fun in everyone. I think I need to update my LinkedIn bio. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or maybe have a business card made because uh -huh. that is a really great tagline. Uh -huh. yes. oh, that sounds like a dream job. You get to bring out the um, fun in every, everything. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'll just let you in on this secret, guys. I'm pretty sure everyone behind her back says, wow, that sounds like the most fun job in yeah. the world. So it's like the way that you talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've heard people say that. Mm -hmm. um, the way you talk about it, I can tell that it just really is. Yeah, it's exciting. And mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't see that I don't talk about uh, that we do too yeah. budgeting. You know, we do a lot of budgeting when it comes to, you know, philanthropic giving. There's a budget that goes along with that. So sometimes yeah. when people inquire further and we keep chatting up, oh, you do some number thing? Yeah. Well, maybe that's not as fun, but it's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I enjoy it. I yeah. Enjoy it. So there definitely are a few pieces that don't sound like fun, but mm -hmm. they're yeah. still fun because they're easy yeah. to do. Well, and I'm curious as far as job satisfaction goes, I just want to know about you personally. Yeah. Um, what keeps you there? Like what keeps you yeah. at Gate City? Because you've been there for how many years now? Yeah, uh, it'll be seven years okay. next month or in November, seven yep. years, I'll be celebrating at Gate City Bank. And there's a few things that keep me there. So something that I have noticed once I started entering the working world was that I appreciate variety in my work. I appreciate when I can wear a variety of hats mm -hmm. um, and have a, a few different areas to focus on or jump around between. And I've noticed that at Gate City, I quickly grew into that um, where maybe it was that a leader saw something in me where they thought, I think you would do really great with this project. You know, let's add that on to your role. And so throughout the years, my role has definitely developed and, and changed and added more things too. So I think that gives me a lot of satisfaction. But then something that I, I have to share is that I think our leaders are really great. Um, when I work 
with our president and CEO. And, and I thought the same way when Steve Fontek was our president and now Kevin Hansen, our president, mm. they see something in me that maybe I don't always recognize and, and same with my boss too. And they'll say, you know what? You're doing really great at this. I think you can grow by adding this or, or you know, challenging mm. yourself by doing this. And that's helped me grow personally. And that I think really contributes to being very satisfied in a position when your leaders are focused on your development and your career growth personally. Mm -hmm. I, I think that really helps people love what they do and enjoy where they work as well. Mm -hmm. So I've got great support. Mm -hmm. I can't, yeah. can't not share that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important to have people who are like seeing the best in you and you don't, especially you spend so much time at work. So it's like having those people there to really build you up. That's yeah, awesome. Definitely. And I've mm -hmm. had wonderful support since mm -hmm. I started. Mm -hmm. So it's been a great journey. Yeah. So I guess I, I skipped some the no. question there. I want to, on that note, mm -hmm. um, so I know that Gate City is known for having this great culture and it seems like people like you do stick around. So do you think that your other colleagues, is it because they feel that same support or maybe tell us why people seem to really love working at Gate City? Yeah, you know what I've always been so impressed with at Gate City is the longevity in some of our leaders. I had a meeting with someone yesterday and they were celebrating 38 years at the bank. And wow. that, yeah, when we think of someone staying in maybe one company their whole career, I think for maybe a lot of young people, they it's hard to believe, you know, and, and I don't feel I'm not young anymore, mm -hmm. but it is still hard to believe that someone would spend their whole career somewhere. But when I look at what I do, that's kind of how I feel like I can see myself here forever because mm -hmm. I do really enjoy it. And I think a part of that is not only when team members have leaders who invest in them, I think that's a big piece of it. And I know there's a lot of quotes out there that people say people don't leave a job because of the company, they leave because of their leader, mm -hmm. right? And, and I do think there is definitely some truth to that. So I think part of that is when you have leaders who are invested in you. Um, and I do also think the culture of the bank, we're a community bank and we're local and we really care about our team members. And, and some one piece of what I get to do, and I really get to see these stories, they're the personal stories. So I, I can't go into much detail, but when we have a team member going through a tragedy in their personal life, um, or I think back to the flood, I hear stories all the time about the great flood we had years back where we had team members who had to leave and sandbag their home. And up in that community, they were told, don't worry about work. You take care of your home, however long you need. Don't worry about pay. Don't worry about whether your job's here. It'll be here and we will pay for you. You take care of your home. Wow. And when I hear stories like that, and then now I get to help, you know, with these when it comes to team members and some of those tragedies they're going through, you can tell the bank really, really has those deep personal relationships with the team members. And when it's times when they need that support the most, we step in and a lot of people don't see it because you know it's very private things that happen like that but we you know come right in and like say we sweep in and, and we step in in their time of need and we find those ways that we can help them and i think about that just in our community too when our community needs something uh, you know a building or a business burned down and you know and, and there are customers and we want to step in and help them in that way or even when it's a, a customer going through a personal issue too you know we want to step in and help them too so i do think there's a lot of caring for our team members and for our customers and our community. And I think that shows in the ways we really try to go out of the box to help them during their greatest times of need. Yeah. So I think that really contributes to the culture of the bank. Um, and then of course, when we talk culture, we could probably be here all day and I, yeah. I want to make sure we're not here all day. <laughs> okay. But I think about 
we're really a celebratory culture too. So when something goes well or we reach some type of milestone that's really fun or interesting, our president likes to celebrate with maybe it's a gift or maybe it's just a special treat mm -hmm. um, or even just fun for our team members. We have our annual Halloween costume contest and the winner is decided on social media by our audience. Mm -hmm. And then the team with the most votes or likes for their um, photo actually wins a free lunch. And that's not a big gesture, but to a team member, food is a really great yeah. way to show team members you care about them. Uh -huh. And yeah, that's another uh, great way that our culture just supports our team members is mm -hmm. just the fun we have or the different types of engagement we have with our team members mm -hmm. too. So that's another way that mm -hmm. the culture really helps keep mm -hmm. team members around too. Yeah. I feel like everything we're saying is just about someone caring. Like, yeah, you guys just care, like whether it's good or bad, like everyone wants someone to care about them. And like, yeah. that is what it's all about. Like if someone cares and you can really do anything. I heard something. I, oh, I heard something, I can't remember where now, but it was just like, oh, it was at, it was at Cycle Bar, which is so random, but he was saying like, when you have some people, like if every, if you have people around you who believe in you, like you can do, you can do anything, but like once you start believing in yourself, like those people help you start believing in yourself. And then like, can you imagine the things you can do? But it's like, if you believe in yourself, but when you add people, like it's amazing what can be accomplished. And it's like, even at work, when you believe in yourself, but add in, all these other people who actually care about you like just imagine things that can happen you know i agree and we talk about that too of being intentional with our relationships at work mm -hmm. um and even our conversation with with team members it's not just about their work life but also their personal life of really how was your weekend no really mm -hmm. how was your yeah. weekend tell me about it what did you do it, you know mm -hmm. it's just really being intentional yeah mm -hmm. so That's would great. you say um city is probably not a proponent then of separating work and home. I and mean, do you think that's possible, Amanda? Right. So what's the new term now? It's not work-life balance. It's work-life integration. Mm. And it's how they integrate together. Because they I really like do. Yeah, they really do weave. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and so that's kind of the, the terminology we've started using, that work-life integration. Yeah. I haven't heard that yet. I don't know how we... Have you heard that? I've heard just people talking about this concept of i think in the past it was very home at home mm -hmm. you leave work at work mm -hmm. it's completely separate kind of like church and state leave them separate mm -hmm. right like that kind of concept like we're not supposed to integrate them and really over time i think our generation it seems like really wants them to be very mm -hmm. um yeah. intertwined we want to have a friend mm -hmm. at work yes yeah. yeah you want to be able to go out with that friend after work too yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think with just me and like my stage of like, you know, young, being young and like new to the workforce, it's like, I do want that. Like my personally, I'm like, I want my best friends to be my work friends. Cause like, I want to be able to go to work and have, I still want to have the separation, but at the same time I want, yeah, I want those relationships. Like that's important to me. So that's a good point to make like in the new generation, like that is what's important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that terminology. So I've started using it too. Mm -hmm. Work-life integration. I like that. Well, kind of on maybe more, I don't want to sit in negative note, but you know, when talking about like this challenge, challenges that are going on right now in the workplace, you know, we chatted before this a little bit about like the different generations in the workforce or whatever this is, but to you and like maybe what you know and what you've seen, what do you think is the biggest challenge companies are facing right now, like in the world of work? Yeah. So there's definitely quite a few things I think that are going on, but 
um, lately this term of the great resignation has come up and it, it's been very interesting to read about mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of truth to it too. So then when I think about the root of it, uh, in my head, it comes down to listening to team members. So we all know when the pandemic happened, we were exposed to this world of, wait a second, I thought my job had to be in person. And now I'm learning it really doesn't have to be fully in person. Mm -hmm. Well, look at this flexibility that I have, you know, look at this time I'm saving by not commuting. There's just a lot of benefits with it. And a lot of what I have seen or read is that people prefer the mix. They don't want to be 100% remote and they don't want to be 100% in person, but they really enjoy the flexible mix of it all. And now, of course, there might be people on each spectrum, so I'm not speaking for everyone, uh, but I think there is really something to note in that people want flexibility. So mm -hmm. I think listening to team members is an issue, uh, and it can be an issue, and it can be something that's a great benefit too. So when the pandemic, well, we're still in the pandemic, but as we start to look at coming back to work and what that looks like, I do think organizations who maybe go very black and white and say, nope, you're all in person, even though you were successful for this time away, but you have to come back. I think that doesn't sit well with everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's why I do think there's a lot of people out there who then leave and go to find the job that will fit their schedule. Mm -hmm. um, I think of my sister who even just recently moved back to town. And when she was interviewing, she won't even look at a job that doesn't offer the flexibility of wow. having a flexible schedule. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, this is now a new mindset. Mm -hmm. It's not just one person, but I think there's a lot of people yeah, with that mindset, right? Sure. And so I think it's important to listen to team members and what they want. And that could be, it could be a formal survey that's done, but it could also be a casual conversation. You know, you walk into your boss's office and, and you have that casual conversation. You can really pick up on cues of what they might be looking for, or what makes them happy or what makes them mm -hmm. feel fulfilled. And when we can listen to that and, and try to incorporate it in some way, I think that can help an organization move forward. So even though it might be scary for organizations to pause and send out a survey or ask some of those questions or host that town hall meeting, it has to be done. I, we have to do it. And that's something that we really um, have going on for us this year at Gate City is our president went to all of our retail offices and had these town hall meetings right. in small mm -hmm. groups. So people were comfortable having just a conversation like we are with mm -hmm. the president of a company is huge because now they can see him as being relatable, yeah. approachable, and he's listening to them. Now they can ask those questions that they maybe would have hesitated asking, or, or sometimes with the survey when it's digital, you think, well, who's actually reading this? Mm -hmm. Do our leaders actually see it and care? But to, to pair that survey along with those in-person visits, mm -hmm. you're kind of hitting all the different ways team members want to be heard. Because everyone's different, right? They all want to be heard differently, or they might feel comfortable and comfortable mm -hmm. in different ways, you know, sharing that feedback. Yeah. So I think that's important is how we listen, whether it is a, a task force or a committee or a one-on-one -on -one meeting with someone. Mm -hmm. It is really important to listen to them. And I think that's what could be an issue for a company, but also when you start embracing that, it could be helpful. And I want to share one thing that I started doing actually with, with my daughter and she's only three and a half, but I was reading about how people want to have a voice. They want to have an opinion mm -hmm. where they want to say in things. And I think of that and how people work. They want to have a say in it. So I think that's why the flexible schedule is really popular because mm -hmm. it's giving them a little bit of freedom to own something or to choose something. So something simple I started doing with my daughter are things that really don't matter, 
I just ask her, do you want your hair in a pony today or do you want it down? Do you want to wear the pink shoes or do you want to wear the flower shoes? And by asking those questions, rather than me telling her, I'm giving her a choice. And I can tell it's it's not a fight now of you need to put these clothes on, but instead, which one do you want to wear? She gets ownership in that choice. She feels proud of the choice she made. And I've also almost empowered her to make that decision yeah. too, you know? So I think that not only listening, but pairing it with giving team members an option. Some jobs can't be flexible or can't be remote. I think of even some of our team members in the bank who have to serve our customers in person mm. in a branch. But even by being able to give them those options, maybe it is scheduling. Mm -hmm. What do you prefer? Or maybe it's who they work with or different days of the week they prefer to work or um, projects they get to work on. Finding ways, even in things that are minimal, that really don't make a difference what they choose, let them choose because I think it fulfills them and, and gives them pride too. Um, and it also shows mm -hmm. you're listening to them. Mm -hmm. I've heard that you enjoyed working on this. You know, let's find the right project for you. So mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of pieces that fit into just simply listening. And there's a lot of different ways that we can do it. But I think it, it's a really great thing to tackle for any organization of mm -hmm. any size too. I think it's really important. Yeah. I love that. Just like letting them choose. And mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. like, even if it's a couple options, like you said, just like let someone choose because every time yeah you feel empowered in that choice like oh I chose this like this is my decision so like you're automatically probably going to do better at that yeah when you choose or like yeah. like it better and sometimes it, there's big decisions that maybe you can't ask everyone yeah. what they think mm -hmm. um and of course you're gonna run into that but you know to my example even finding the small things that mm -hmm. maybe as a leader or, or a person it really doesn't matter what they choose but just giving them the option mm -hmm. Well, it's coming up with those options. I'm fascinated by that concept yeah. too, because sometimes you just ask employees, what do you think? Yeah. And I think coming up with some examples and options and saying, mm -hmm. here are the possibilities. Yeah. Um, that to me is really a fascinating concept as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think of even something simple we did. We had a gift we wanted to give to all team members and we had kind of a core group that was the behind the scenes really working like a committee mm -hmm. on this. And so it was a, a, a clothing item we were going to give them. Well, rather than just having a team pick something and say, here you go, we had three different designs created. And that team was given the option to vote. And they created a, a fun little poll. So everyone could just vote. You know, you didn't know who voted for what, which was okay. And then they were able to see the results come in as people submitted their you know, mm -hmm. option that they wanted. So they could visually see the answers yeah. coming into, oh, oh, people like this, people like that. And that simple gesture of something so simple, we could have just picked for them, but instead gave that core team mm -hmm. the option to choose, hey, I have these three options, what do you like best? And then they, it was, there was more pride in it. And then it was fun too, when our team members received the gift and had compliments on it, we were able to say, this team picked it up. Mm -hmm. Send your thanks to them. Didn't they do a great job? So we were also able to praise them on the back end of it too afterwards. So uh, yeah, finding ways to give options or provide choices. Mm -hmm can really build team members up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about how your leaders went actually to the branches and asked and like had those conversations, like that just attests to your great culture too. And like the fact that they care enough to go, but also care enough to listen and make changes what, on what they talk about. Like when you're talking about a culture that people want to be a part of, like I want to be a part of something that 
the top guy, you know what I mean? That's in charge of all of us and the big decisions. He actually wants to know what my like little voice has to say, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, that's really awesome that he's so great and does that. Like, that's so awesome. And we hear wonderful things from our team members when it is done too. Mm -hmm. So we know, we know it's sitting mm -hmm. well with them when we hear the positive yeah, feedback. Yeah, exactly. Like that approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Kelsey, I don't know if you had... Well, I was going to ask further on the, I know we were going to talk a little bit about certain biases mm -hmm. that leaders sometimes even unconsciously have, mm -hmm. especially as it pertains to remote work versus in-person. Um, do you want to just take that one and run with it? Because I know yeah. we visited about that a little bit before. Sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So when we started bringing leaders back to the office, and, and we knew every one of our leaders had a mix of some remote team members, some in-person team members, and then some right in that middle road, the flex team members, where they were both in-person and remote with a flexible schedule. We knew we had to be very intentional and strategic about training our leaders as well, um, because there is a, a distance bias where sometimes you may unconsciously tend to favor those you see in front of you, or those maybe you have you have an idea, you're walking in the hallway, you're at the coffee machine, the water fountain, and you say, oh, hey, let me run this by you. And then you start to, it looks like you're favoring those that you're seeing in person. So we had a, uh, a lot of trainings that were really intentional about connecting with our leaders, making them aware of this, educating them, not saying anyone was doing it, but we do believe if you are educated and aware on it, you can help prevent it from happening. So it was a great conversation that was had with our leaders. And then we actually created a multi-phased, multi-step approach to this transition. Because for a lot of our leaders, at least in our industry, it's very new for us to lead in-person and remote team members. Because traditionally, we were almost 100% in-person before the pandemic. So this is new for us and new for our leaders. So there was a lot of training that really went into it um, and a lot of conversations about being intentional. And of course, when you're talking to leaders about the distance bias and, and really wanting to be aware of it so we avoid it, what goes hand in hand with that is talking about the culture. So we talked about examples of here are some new ways that you can incorporate the bank's culture, not only within your team members who are in person, but at the same time with those who are remote. And then what was really fun for us is we started seeing a lot of conversations and idea sharing where a leader might stand up and say, hey, here's what my team did and we found success with this. And another leader would say, you know what, this didn't work for us, but we did this instead. And what we found, every team and every leader, just like every team member is very different, every team was very different too. For some, they chose to do a monthly in-person team event. Uh, whether it was team bonding like bowling or maybe it was volunteering together because volunteering is a big part of the bank's culture um th that for a couple teams worked really well for others they found when they did more games or get to know each other through their virtual meetings um that really connected the team more on a personal level and then they could see increase in collaboration among those who were remote and in person because that new medium you know that new channel of talking really was the virtual channel that everyone is involved with. So we saw a lot of different ways our leaders were very strategically thinking about making sure every team member felt equally, you know, welcomed, equally a part of the bank's culture, 
in all of their connections. And we really did that through a lot of training and, and this is ongoing, we're not done. We have a lot of huddles, a lot of one-on-one -on -one meetings and then, and then group trainings too that we do this. But it's also something we go to our board with. Um, each, each quarter we are highlighting a lot of the different unique things team members are doing to engage their remote and in-person team members in the bigs culture. So it's fun because I get to gather those stories. I get to reach out to our leaders and say, hey, I heard you did this, tell me more. And then usually that opens the door mm -hmm. to a lot more stories of things I had no idea they were doing. Um, so for me, I enjoy my role in that way because I get to kind of see all these really unique things and learn about these unique things our leaders are doing because they really are all finding unique ways to engage their team. And every mm -hmm. team is different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's been... It's been a really good road for us. I think we were very, I'll say it again, intentional about our approach on how we train our leaders to handle this, these mixed hybrid teams. Um, and, and it's ongoing. We're not done. And we continue to have these touch bases with our leaders. But I think that's really proven beneficial for us. So I'm curious, with um, the great resignation happening and companies that are struggling with understanding how to navigate remote versus flexible versus in-person, what would be a piece of advice you would potentially give a business leader, a manager of people um, that's struggling right now? Yeah, well, I know I don't have all the answers, but where I would start is, I think a big piece of it is starting with those one-on-one -on -one connections with team members. Um, we know that team members wanna feel heard and seen, and when you can do one-on-one -on -one huddles, even if they're short, quick check-ins, team members feel like they're seen a lot more and they appreciate that. And then making sure those conversations go beyond tasks and more into development. And, and whether it's development in their role or maybe it's development of them personally. Like maybe they mentioned to you, I really wanna learn an instrument. Well, maybe at that next huddle, so what instrument did you learn? You know, not that you're trying to make them accountable, but it helps show that you're invested in them. Even if it is something personal on the side that you are interested in, I care about you and I care about what you're interested in and I wanna hear how it's going. Um, so I do think those quick, even if they're quick connections with team members do prove beneficial. And I think you might not immediately see it, but I think that could help with the great resignation happening because if you feel cared for, you want to stay with that company and you feel more invested in that company and it shows your leader really cares for you. And then I do think another part of it is actually hearing what your team members want or need. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we like to say cutting through the noise. You know, there's a difference between someone saying, you know, I would like a hundred days off a year. Well, that's not practical. <laughs> what really is it that you need? You know, is it feeling like you're not taking enough time away or how can I help you reach, you know, what you really need? Let's cut through the noise and figure out what your need truly is. And I think that when you are listening to those team members, however you deploy that strategy, you know, whether it's large scale, small scale, um, listening to your team members and what they feel they need to be successful. Mm -hmm. I think that's another piece that can help target and hopefully within you know, a specific company helps stop the resignations that are happening. If they're invested in the company and they really connect to a company's mission, team members will stay. They'll want to stay. And I think that's another part of it. You know, before you hire, you need to make sure your personal mission aligns with the company's mm -hmm. mission. And if it does, you'll be successful. You'll mm -hmm. be happy. And if it doesn't, it's probably not the right fit. You probably mm -hmm. won't want to be there very long. So there's quite a few pieces yeah. I think that could help. But those are some things that I think 
at least our great mm -hmm. starting point. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah, just listen. Like it's simple, right? Yeah. Like actually listen. Yeah, actually listen. Actually listen and then take action. Take yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this in our last podcast about just listening or what was it? Like, I can't remember now. No, I, I always do these things. You know, I talk about what? Like, what was that I was thinking of? But yeah, just like, it's just, oh yeah, it's easy as like communication. Any kind of relationship, you need to talk. You need to talk about what's bothering you. You need to talk about the good, the bad. But that is like a work relationship is so similar to any kind of friendship relationship. And it's like, just talk. Like yeah. really, right? Out of curiosity, do you guys do annual reviews, quarterly reviews? That's a great question. So we actually do, now we don't really call them reviews. It's hard when you have that old terminology because I call them reviews, but that's not really what we call them. <laughs> Sorry, HR. <That's> okay. <laughs> um, but we do them um, quarterly. Um, yeah, so awesome. it's great because mm -hmm. then you're, you have these check-ins that are kind of already scheduled. Mm -hmm. um, but what I found success with my team, again, every team's different, mm -hmm. is not only do we do these quarterly, but we also have those huddles in between. So, um, so it might be about eight times a year that we're doing these huddles, uh, more formal type of huddles, you know, where we are talking mm -hmm. through, okay, what is that development plan? Or what are those goals mm -hmm. we're working on? Um, and I think, at least for me and my team, that schedule for us works mm -hmm. well. Everyone's different, of course, mm -hmm. but you know, it's good to have huddles and one-on-ones that are outside of kind of that more formal review type mm -hmm. feeling process. Yeah. I was just curious because from like a keeping people engaged standpoint, I've, I've heard many times lately, throw the annual review out the window mm -hmm. because it um, means that you can only, you're only supposed to give someone feedback once a year. Yeah. Right. And yeah. have an open, honest conversation once a year. To me, that just it doesn't um, make sense. So I'm not yeah. surprised just again, knowing Gate City's great culture mm -hmm. that yeah, you guys are yeah. doing more frequent, honest, open mm -hmm. conversations with people. Yeah. Yep. And I agree. I think it's very beneficial. And even for me, it's a learning process and I'm trying new things and depending on who your team mm -hmm. is, you know, they all might have a different preference on what works for them, but finding that right fit for your team and the individuals on your team specifically, I think is a key and it might take some time to figure mm -hmm. that out but once you do you've got a really good flow mm -hmm. to work and then team members come to expect it you know they just know that oh yeah I have this you know yeah. this meeting coming up so I know I I can bring my big picture mm -hmm. career path forward there yeah. and yeah yeah I think it is like what you were saying it's all about trial and error mm -hmm. too and everyone thinks that like right now we all don't everyone's confused you know like what are we supposed to do with people being in work and you know in the office or at home but it's like not everything like you were saying it works for you guys but that all this might not work for a different company but you have you might as well try it you know and see what happens so it's really about trial and error and like seeing what works for you and like what also works for your company what works for your team because i don't know if you've seen this it's like like you were saying like some teams like um like maybe doing them more questions or like getting to know you better and something like that so it's like it is going to take trial and error to remember not everyone's the same and we know that but like remembering that not everyone's the same either so yeah and i think uh another piece of it too with connecting with the team is having everything you do connect back to your mission or your values mm -hmm. um so that's where we see and this is really fun for me to see but where we see a lot of when a team wants to do some type of team bonding activity mm -hmm. a lot of times they choose volunteering which is great because we're a community bank and mm -hmm. we're very focused on giving back to the community 
to so to see a lot of our leaders schedule group outings and they're going and doing something for the community. It's awesome. It, yeah, it's really mm -hmm. exciting to me. Um, and I also think as a leader, then you're leading by example. And sometimes people want to volunteer, but they don't really know where to start or how to start or who should I volunteer with. And if you as a leader can say, hey, team, for our activity this month, we're going to go out and, and do this volunteering event. That might open a team member's eyes to that organization that they never would have known about. You might be creating this passion and connection for that team member and that charity, which win-win for the charity too, mm -hmm. and that team member who can now go back and volunteer again, or maybe invest financially in that charity. So there's there really is a lot of benefits and all of that really connects to the bank's mission. So that's what we like to try to do too. Even when we communicate or when we launch something new or when we are in our huddles, we always wanna tie back to it being a part of either the bank's mission or the bank's, we call them principles of high standards, but in a lot of organizations, they call them values. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's important too. So then your team members see them in action and they know it's not just something written on the wall or in a book you might get or brought up at an annual review, but we actually are living and breathing it. And that is so important to the to success of a company and the success of the culture of it in company too. Well, in, in turn, the employee is, is going to say, had I not, um, if I weren't working at Gate City Bank, I would not have had this opportunity to be connected to my passion and this charity I love. And so really, um, I know that Gate City has a heart of serving, but it also benefits the organization. Um, just looking at the big picture, mm -hmm. it benefits the organization to connect their employees to nonprofits because they're going to love where they work even more. Yeah, so, I, I completely agree. And then something I love that we do at Gate City to add on top of that, once they find that connection, you know, we have our matching gift programs where they can donate mm -hmm. and the bank will double their donation with a match or volunteer, they can volunteer their time and then we'll match their hours with a monetary donation. So um, once they do get involved, we find ways to also then really step up and support them mm -hmm. in that. So, it, you know, kind of silly not to, because it's yeah. a win-win for the charity. <laughs> uh -huh. Whether you're volunteering or donating, the charity then will also reap those benefits, not only of you physically they're helping, but mm -hmm. monetary too. So we'll write a check for that. Mm -hmm. So I, I love to see it in action. And then, you know, we can also support them even further with those decisions of giving back. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so important. Amazing. Yeah. So cool. Well, and you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, um, being a leader, leading by example is really important. And I think we're, in, we're interested in knowing for you, Amanda, mm -hmm. what does it mean to be a leader? What does leadership mean to you? Yeah. So that is really how I would sum it up is leading by example, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think sometimes maybe we put leaders on a pedestal and we just think, oh, we'll never be like them or I don't, I don't know how they do it. Um, but really when we think more of that servant leadership, we are our team. It's not the team reporting to us. We're mm -hmm. part of that team. And if I can build and lift up my team members, then they're going to be successful. It's not about me and how I look, but it's about investing in them. And then, you know, they'll have success. And in turn, our company will have success. Mm. So I think it really is leading by example. And when, when your team members can see you doing something like volunteering, or it's okay to take days off. Yeah. Really, we mean it. You have PTO. <laughs> Look, you said, I'm taking the day off. Yeah. I'm disconnecting. I'm not going to answer my email on a weekend. And when team members see that, mm -hmm. I think then they'll go, oh, I can too. And 
in banking traditionally is very uh, professional dress. Mm -hmm. um, when we started introducing more jeans days with some of our leaders, that was a discussion we had is your team won't feel comfortable doing it unless they see you doing it. So join in and wear mm -hmm. jeans on our jeans days. And what I love is our president, we didn't have to tell him that he does it. He just mm -hmm. does it when it's a casual day, you'll see him in jeans. Mm -hmm. And what better example, you know, mm -hmm. than when the, the head of the company, when, when he's in jeans, go, okay, yeah. here we go. We really can wear jeans. This is mm -hmm. great. So I think leading by example shows so much more um, how you are invested in your team than telling them, mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to show them it mm -hmm. by what you're preaching and then they'll follow. Mm -hmm. So I do it. That's why I like to sum it up. Mm -hmm. Leadership to me really is leading by example mm -hmm. because I think actions speak louder than words. Well, and it's almost like, um, it's like a leader, the best leaders can have the future in mind, but also be present every day. So it's like be doing the little things like wearing jeans, but they're always thinking about this is actually helping the big picture. Yeah. You know, I love that. Like that's quote. such a, like, I just, that was just a thought I had because it's like, you think about the best leaders are like people we looked up to. Like we're talking about caring so much. They care about the everyday, yeah. but they also care about like, how this is going to help all of us yeah. in the long run. Yeah. So I that's agree. amazing. I agree. Well, well, our last question for you is we kind of told you we we're going to ask you this, but I want to know just like off the top of your head, if we were going to ask you like, what's the dream? If you could do anything in the whole entire world, no, don't worry about money. Don't worry about anything. Like, what would you do? You know, uh, a few things pop into my head. <laughs> so <laughs> to be honest, my very first thought is, the dream would be being somewhere tropical <laughs> on a beach, <laughs> the sun shining down on me and the water right there. Uh, that's where I really love is um, taking a vacation to somewhere warm. I mm. love the sun. Summer is my absolute favorite. Not a fan of fall. <laughs> so I can already tell I'm going, oh, I miss summer already. <laughs> Even though Monday was beautiful. Or, you yeah. know, we've had some beautiful yeah. days recently. Um, to me, when I picture what's your happy place or where you want to be, that's where my head goes right away is I'd give anything to be on a beach right mm -hmm. now with the sun shining down on me. <laughs> um, but also on a, a more serious note, I would say I do really enjoy getting out in the community and, and connecting with people and um, sharing my story and also hearing stories from others because I feel every conversation I have, I'm learning from others as well. Mm -hmm. So I can share and have others learn from me and then I learn from them. To me, that's uh, the dream, you know, mm -hmm. and the most rewarding. So I'm very appreciative of events like this and, mm -hmm. and relationships like this, where I can get out and, and get to meet you guys more. And then of course, talk about what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. So that is a more serious type of dream, but I something I, I really do appreciate mm -hmm. and cherish when these opportunities come mm -hmm. up. Well, and how exciting that you're living it. Yeah. You're living I'm your dream. Too. You're like, you really yes. are. So that's amazing. That's and exciting. It's hard, you know, some people say, well, where are you picturing yourself in five years or 10 years? And, what? Mm -hmm. and sometimes I find that so hard to answer because I say, truthfully, I really like what I do. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy what I do. I like the variety. I like the hats I get to wear. Um, so I think some people, sometimes people are really taken aback that I don't have a more, here's my career path. Or, you yeah. know, here's a, I kind of am mm -hmm. doing exactly what I can't picture myself doing anything else. I mm -hmm. love this world of culture and, and community mm -hmm. and, you know connecting with team members and yeah yeah it all fits together so that's I've awesome. never thought of it that way but I think that's going to be my <laughs> takeaway for the day is I am really 
living, living the dream. dream. When everyone always asks, how are you? They're like, living the dream. You were actually I think I need to so start to say that. Yeah. yeah. In the morning when people, how are you doing? Living, I really am living, <laughs> living the dream. dream. That's amazing. That's really great. And just as one last note too, I think Grace and I, we've been having conversations with a lot of uh, individuals and even especially women, but I find it interesting, this concept of that you brought up of feeling like we have to have a five-year plan or feeling like we have to have a 10-year plan. Goals are great. And I think it's amazing to have a vision, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's okay to just be and enjoy where you're at. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. refreshing. If yeah. I just wanted to echo that it's refreshing, Amanda, to hear that you're you're in this position of, hey, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I want to be where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. You know, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. You'll continue to grow, but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's okay to just not like we talked about not be striving for the next thing all the time it's okay to just yeah yeah, yeah. be in the moment mm-hmm. and you're making the best of yeah every moment you have I agree and I, I I picture I love what you say and I kind of picture I've heard some people say recently too it's not a career ladder you know it's not mm-hmm. a ladder anymore you don't always have to be moving up it can look like this you know yeah. <laughs> and that's okay too and I, and I think too even professionally um we grow and learn in so many different ways and it's not all about necessarily your title or or, mm. or pay or things like that it yeah we mm. we grow and learn in a lot of ways and we don't need a very specific five or ten year plan yeah. we're always yeah. growing we're yeah. always growing yeah, yeah. If we search for those opportunities or, or let them happen naturally i, I agree mm-hmm. we're always growing i like that there's another quote we can, we, we, can, we can write like a book after we could, this. We, we could i'm writing down all sorts of things i have like all these blog posts yeah. in mind or um <laughs> motivational posters remember those yeah back in the day yes. be like an animal and yes. that'd be a motivational quote that's hilarious I love That's it. Awesome. That's well, all we need to make. Yes. <laughs> well, Amanda, I would love to just say thank you so much for being on our podcast and being our first guest. You were amazing. And yeah, I loved it. High bar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was so interesting just to learn about Gate City's culture and how you played a big part in making that so amazing and how like you are so passionate. And that just makes me passionate. And I think like everyone who's listening, hopefully you feel like her passion through this, but it's, it's so cool to hear, you know, what you guys are doing and your um, points and all this, especially just about caring and listening and um, being that leader, but ever, how everyone can be that. And just by just like doing the little things, you know? So yeah. Thank you so much. Um, any last thoughts, anybody? Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. And I really could talk all day about culture, <laughs> but we don't want to be here all day. So <laughs> well, we, all could. we all can. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you.